0: hi everyone welcome to the virtual cafe i'm your host shaggy salami and this is the uh, shaggy salami show as always i seem to have this unending you know cough today cough tomorrow sore throat today sulfur throat tomorrow is this blooming you know english weather that we're having and my little girl she goes to nursery Picks up germs and it comes back you know because I'm sure it was like two weeks ago I was having the same conversation about my throat going and it's like two weeks later you know I'm having exactly the same thing so yes I'm going to try as much as possible not to talk too much today but anyways hope you guys are good and as it's international day of the girl you know I've got my daughter here with me you know because she's got to run the cafe it's been a while since she's You know, served anyone and gotten drinks for them. So you know, you you will hear her, and she's the one who's going to take everybody's orders um, today. So while she's looking at apples on TV, um, who have I got here? Who's going to place the first order? Uh,
1: You have. Uh, Uh, I'm the writer producer of a web series called Going Dark. Um, it's about backstage the theater and the chaos that ensues. Fabulous. And what would you like to have today, Jamie? Uh, You know, I'm a very simple woman and I think I will just have a hot coffee.
0: Okay. Hot coffee doesn't sound too bad. Um, That's quite simple. And how would you like your coffee?
1: Uh, Just as much cream as you could give me. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. Anything else with your coffee? uh no no that's fine that's quite enough okay perfect
0: so i'm gonna put the little human to some work you know what i feel like she's got enough easy she's not done any work in this virtual cafe for a long time so little human auntie jamie would like some coffee with lots of cream and nothing else so while she's um getting that Ooh, wait. I'm not sure what's happening with my mic. Sorry. Who have I got here next, please?
2: You yeah. have yeah. You have Dr. Marilyn Porter here in Atlanta, Georgia. I am the CEO and founder of SVG Enterprises, which stands for Scatter Brain Genius Enterprises and also um, SVG Media Group. I am also um, the founder and pastor of the Pink Pulpit International Crusade, a ministry that is designed to spread the love of Christ all over the world and i am excited to be in the cafe today i look forward to um having the little human serve me
0: hello there well my little girl is saying hello <clears throat> you're gonna say hello again darling hello hello how are you how are you how are you
2: i'm <laughs> phenomenal
0: Cool, phenomenal woman on International Women's Day today. No, not international. On International Girls' Day today. And my little girl, she's ready to take your order. So, what would you like to have today, Marilyn? I would love to have a Thai tea. A what? Thai. Thai. Yes. All right, darling. Stop sucking on my my jaw. Are you going to go and get the lady her tea? Yes, thank you. Yes okay good girl so she's going to go get of um, your drink so tell me a bit about yourself Marilyn
2: I am um, I am really just a woman um on a mission to break generational cycles everything that I do is truly centered around um, helping other, women primarily women i'm not opposed to men but i my my mission in the world is to help women come to know their better selves and the way that i do that is through building platforms where they can come and speak where they can write books where they can uh, show up in my magazine where they can um be guests on my radio show and share their stories um i have As today, I believe I have about five collaborations where I have brought women together um, in anthologies and just let them tell their story for the purposes of healing and restoration. And I absolutely love music. I am a music Head like I wake up listening to music when I'm driving I'm listening to music when I'm going to bed I'm listening to music so I was really excited uh, when Jamie said that she had recently DJed I was like oh wow that's exciting because I love music
0: that's fabulous right so it was only yesterday um, I was on Facebook and I saw something and I just clicked play right and, you know, the, you know, like how they put background music and Buster Rhymes, you know, started spitting out his things, you know, doing his thing. And you would not believe what my little girl did, right? She literally went down on the floor and started break dancing. And I'm like, I don't break dance, you know, nobody is. She's never seen anyone break dance. And she's a natural break dancer. So, yes, you know, we've got, we've got someone else who loves music from the womb. And she's not in my genre because I like R&B and soul. And, you know, those kind of like, you know, more serene songs whereas she was literally right it was so funny i had to take a video of it but i'm not gonna put it on facebook but you know she was there right and she was literally trying to do you know where you go on your hand and you're literally trying to do tricks with your leg and this two year old who's you know i'm like whoa! where did you get that from so yes you know music 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 is good. what did they say who was it that said if music is the food of love play on I think someone said that. Someone
2: wise oh, said sure. I caught yeah. it. I, music is, um, it, it's definitely, it includes the soul. And at some <laughs> point, at some point in my life, maybe in a few years, I think I'll actually probably go in the studio and create some music of my own. Do it. <laughs> yes, you should. that That sounds amazing.
0: Um, That that really does sound um, amazing. But Jamie, did you say what it was that you did? Because I can't remember now. Uh,
1: I'm a, I kind of, I do, I do a lot of things. Um, I freelance in theater in the technical world. I freelance writing. Um, As uh, Marilyn said, I moonlighted as a DJ um, a couple weeks ago for a friend's wedding. Um, So I kind of do a little bit of anything and everything, um, which is, both a really great job to have and also a very stressful job to have. Because <laughs> um, I sometimes don't know where my next gig is going to be, but it's, uh, it's uh, I don't know, it's very fun. It gives me a lot of freedom and opportunity to just write and create and kind of do my own thing.
0: All right, okay. So well, have you worked on any projects recently? <clears throat>
1: um, the other day, I, I do a lot of carpentry, so the other day I was – Building a set at a theater school in New York. And it's a, uh, it's very fun. I, uh, I don't know. We were putting up these these columns, these like pillars made out of wood, and it was a lot of work. It's exhausting. No, but that sounds amazing, though. Sometimes time sounded like a frog. So that
0: sounds amazing because there are not a lot of women that you will see in, you know, handy, handy work, carpentry. And I definitely would not have imagined that you would, you know, like no offense. Like it's just, it's not something that's very common to see women in carpentry. Um, So how
1: did you get into it? Uh, I took, I majored in theater in college and they, they make you take like the stagecraft course where you learn to use tools. And then I moved to the city to do like, kind of crew things, but not specifically building, Um, but I found out that was a really great way to kind of make money, and it's become my bread and butter between all the other projects I have going on, so it's a good, like, I mean, it comes in waves, so I'll be really busy doing something with it for a couple weeks, and then I'll be kind of off doing my own thing, and that's what I kind of utilize that, and just go create things when I have time off and it's if it's slow then I I just make the most of it.
2: Ah, oh, that is really awesome. That it is it is a question though because I have a daughter I have a daughter who is a theater major um here at Georgia State University and um one of the things that she she is actually in a class right now Because when you're a theater major they teach you everything. They teach you the makeup. They you know, it's not just about the act. And they also teach you, you know, the set. And so she's actually her Friday class. Her class on Friday is a four hour class where they're teaching them how to build the set. So did you um, I mean, did you did you just I know you said you just kind of eased into it. But did you have any educational insight when it came to um, getting into like the, the whole theater world?
1: Uh, yeah, it was. I also awesome. majored in theater, and it was. A, ah. um I did. I did a class much like that, um, and it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Tell your daughter to focus and learn a lot because it's a really good, especially if you're an actor or someone. It's a really great way to stay in the theater community and still be able to pay your rent and eat too. Right. Right. No, that's that sounds good. Now, Jamie, I was looking on your website.
0: <clears throat> Sorry. Um, I was looking on your website, and I saw that you've got a web series. Tell me, how did you get into that? Uh,
1: so the web series Going Dark uh, was this idea that I had kind of tossed around with some friends who also work in theater. And we said, we came up with this like premise for the show and how like it would be such a great, because it's so chaotic sometimes, so it would be such a great thing for a show. So I wrote... Uh, I wrote a pilot for an actual like thirty minute TV series, uh, and that was really fun and I really enjoyed it and I did a little read through with some of my friends and I didn't know where to take it or how to get it to go anywhere, but I really liked the idea. so uh, I looked at my friends and I said, "What if we adapt this and make it a web series instead, and then we can go make it, and we will have all the say about it uh, so I kind of reworked the script and I made it into an eight episode season and then uh, I did a little, uh, I did some crowdfunding for it to raise some money and I asked, uh, I, knew, I know a lot of actors, so I asked some some friends if they would want to be in it and hang out with me and I don't know. I, I I just kind of begged my friends to help me and we secured a space and a location and uh, my friend Paul uh, does sound and he borrowed a microphone <laughs> and I have a camera so we all like met for a weekend and shot this web series wow
2: That's so,
0: no
1: that sounds Definitely. really
0: really amazing so before I even let Marilyn get in and you know do interrogation let me let me save my voice quickly so I'm gonna shoot Quick, 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 quick questions, just because I have baby brain. And sometimes, you know, by the time you finish one question, the other question has gone out of head. So when you decided, so eight episodes in a season, how long is each episode roughly? And you mentioned that you did some crowdfunding. How did you sort out your crowdfunding? Like How did you promote the crowdfunding um, and make it sort of viable or interesting enough so that people would, you know, um, fund your campaign? Um, and you talked about, you know, filming it <clears throat> over a weekend and you had a phone, What um, you know, you had a camera. What type of camera did you use? Was it a phone camera or a DSLR or something else? Did you have costumes? You know, like, just tell us, give me like step by step. How did you get from an idea in your head to something that's now, you know, a proper series that's on the web? And how have you been doing since you got to the end? And where do you see the future going? So I will save my voice now.
1: Sure, sure, sure. Um, let's see. I shot it on a DSLR because I had one. I I think someone gifted it to me at some point, and it's it was collecting dust in my closet for a long time. And I said, hey, I have this. Why don't I use it? Um, and then, let's see. For costumes, um, my friends are so great and generous. <laughs> and I said... Uh, I think, uh, I think for costumes, it could just be black. And I think maybe it's like the universe is where everyone's just kind of in the same black clothes all the time. And, uh, like, of all the things within the canon of the world, like that bothered me the least. So I said, everyone will just be like, maybe a change of a sweatshirt here and there. But, you know, we'll just, everyone's always kind of in the same type of clothes. Uh, And then uh, let's see. Uh, for crowdfunding, I did a. Uh, what did I do? Um, oh shoot! Which one did I do? Um, <laughs> can't
2: remember. There are so many uh, of them. I, think
1: I did a GoFundMe. Thank you. Um, I did a GoFundMe, and I tried to make the. <laughs> I made the description as entertaining to read as possible and gave like examples of the type of, uh, silliness that would be on the show. And, uh, I added, I mean, my friends and I kind of work in that world all the time. So we have plenty of pictures that are both like really interesting and, uh, absurd to look at. Uh, so we put some pictures of different, um, uh, work calls that we had done where we were a part of it. And then we uh I shared it every day on my Facebook, which they say don't do, but I did it. Um yeah. and then I a bunch of my other friends shared it publicly too. So it kind of got out and spread a little more. Um and I don't know, we met my go- my uh my goal for the funding was pretty low around $400 cause I just uh, I was just trying to make it on the cheap and as easy as possible. Um, so I think we got pretty close to our goal and we uh, were able to borrow a microphone um, that my friend uh, found and he knew how to use and he edited sound for me and uh, yeah. And we did it all over a weekend in, Another friend of mine uh, had this really great conference room in his office, and it had posters of all these different plays and stuff all around it. So I asked if we could borrow their con- conference room for the weekend, and they were like, "Sure, why not?" And I don't know, we just took over, and uh, I don't know. It was it was a wild um, kind of crazy. So, So you actually
2: created a whole web series with under 400. I want to make sure I hear I'm hearing this with under $400 and really just borrowing space and equipment and other people's talents. And you got it done.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Because that,
2: because that is something that, I hear people talk about all the time and I hear them always talking about like not having resources to do things. You just kind of muted all of their excuses with, with yeah. that description of how you got that done. And my, my question for you is more on the writing side because I'm a writer, I'm an author, and I have had, se- I have several books that I would actually like to turn into documentaries, and one of my issues um, has been, um, you, you, you said you wrote, you 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 do the actual writing. Can you can you tell me like what is what it te- from a technical writing sense? What's really the difference between how a, uh, a book would play out and how you would break that down to to turn it into a script for? Um, for a documentary or for a show because did you write did you write it like for a show or were you just writing and then flipped it into a show
1: uh I wrote it in in a script format um and I that's really interesting question um because I wrote it from the get-go it was always a script for TV but I don't know how I would I don't know how I would adapt a book for for something for film because I, I mean, I imagine it would kind of go the same way. Like I would go through and say, okay, this is the scene we're in. Here's the people, here's what they're doing. And then create some dialogue off of it or non-dialogue, I guess. Um, Right. Because people
2: actually do it all the time. You know, the shack and, you know, people do it all the time, but I just have not been able to wrap my mind around how how much from the book do you actually put in? People have to memorize these lines, so like like it, I've never been able to like wrap my mind quite around how to take it from the book to the script.
1: I don't know. I think you know honestly. I think the best way would just be to start and give it a shot and see. I mean, give it to some some colleagues maybe and see how it reads uh, as a as a script or as a documentary uh piece um see like i i don't really know how i would do I that it's but... dependent on
0: what the book or how the book reads and what you're hoping um to achieve you know from your book uh, so if you wanted to turn it into a documentary then it's going to be on the i think it would then be based on the perspective you want the documentary to be do you want it to be like a fiction um, like a documentary in you know, a fiction or do you want to be to just be like a proper series because you know it would then so they're very different variables like one of yeah. the guests that I've, well, I've had several guests you know come on the show um, and one of them is the group of ladies they're called and I thought and they've then done a reality tv series based on their lives um, you know as authors and you know going hey. to events and things like that and so what they've done is they didn't actually use the DSLR. Uh, DSLR. They actually used a smartphone because you know they've you know smartphones. days these, these days the technology you know is getting better and better and better. And so okay. they used this smartphone to shoot, you know their um, you know to shoot their reality TV series. So you know again, so it then depends on what point of view you want your documentary to come. You know so for instance, if you were writing. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, for nonfiction, again, you know, that would more, it would be more from the point of view, maybe like a webinar, um, if that's what you wanted to do, or if you wanted to do reality TV. So I guess it would then how you do it would then be dependent on what you were trying to achieve, because with everything, everything has a purpose. You know, so you'll say, what is the person who's listening to your show? What are they going to get out of it? And then this little human, what's the problem? Do you have something to say? Do you want to contribute? Do you want to ask the ladies a question? Okay, what question would you like to ask? Right. So she says she wants to ask you about boogie. So what's your question about boogie? Is boogie yummy, ladies? (laughs) Wow. So that's my two-year-old daughter's question for you today. Is boogie yummy? So that's basically why she's been having a lot of, you know, meltdown. She wants to know, is boogie yummy? I would
2: like, I would like to know, are you saying boogie? Like B-O-O-G-I? E, yes, yeah, boogie, you know from your nose, snooty.
1: Oh. I would say no to that
0: question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I say
0: no. Have you heard? <laughs> Auntie Jamie said boogie is not yummy. Okay, Auntie Marilyn, what do you say? What's your, what's your answer? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with no
2: as well. <laughs> okay,
0: so Auntie Marilyn has said boogie is not yummy. So two people plus mommy says the boogie is not yummy. Is that all right? Okay, she says yes. Thank you very much. Okay, so as we were. <laughs> Hello? Oh, my boys.
1: Oh, man. Kids. You, yes. Can you There's hear you? me? Okay,
0: right. So what was I saying? Yes, yeah, so, Marilyn, I think it depends on the point of view that, you know, you want to um, show your documentary and what you're hoping that the person um, would, you know, get out of it. And something that the, and I thought ladies said when we discussed, you know, their reality TV series was that the first episode that they did They mocked it up a lot, so it's to answer the to best answer your question. It's just for you to do it, and when you do it, then you will learn from it. You know, so basically, they mocked up the date, so they don't they put their first episode out there just to see how they messed up. But then they learned from the things that they did from their first episode, and then worked on it so that the second, you know, and all the other subsequent episodes was much better
2: right
0: the deliverables and then you know than the first one so sometimes you know you might and sometimes I feel like when you want to do something it's quite difficult to just put it all in your head because I always think of my brain cells like spaghetti and you know it's all mushy and um, scattered and sometimes when you're actually doing something it's like taking each spaghetti and straighten them out so sometimes you just have to you know, get started, and once you get started, questions that you may have, you will find that the answers is just coming coming out through. That's yeah. that about right, Jamie?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely think the. I definitely think my advice to anyone who's like, I don't know how to do this, or so how to how to make this happen. My advice every time is just start, just try, <laughs> and then you know you can ask for help later, or you can. Uh, take a break and come back to it and see, oh, it needs x, y, and z. Um, but my advice always for pretty much any project is just try and just see how it goes. And also, um, especially with documentaries, uh, you can, you, not everyone has to be a crazy person like me and do everything themselves. Um, you can <laughs> uh you you can get help from a director who especially with a documentary would have a lot to say about like what they need and how it's shot um okay. and yeah i don't know i think collaboration is always uh, a great thing especially because especially like directors or like camera people even if you just meet someone for coffee and get their advice on how like how to format it i think that would be helpful too okay
2: maybe i've like I like that idea. I like meetings and I like coffee. <laughs> so I like idea. <laughs> yeah, Jamie, I'm quite interested though on the weekend
0: that you shot your um your you know your series, how long did that take? You know, what did did you encounter any problems?
1: Mommy. Um Mama. It went fairly smoothly. It was actually it kind of unnervingly okay the way the whole shoot went. Um I because I was also directing it because I couldn't afford to hire anyone. <laughs> so uh, I slaved in the weeks up to it. I made a shot list and I said, here's like the the camera angles I need for each thing. And I need a reaction from this person and I need this. And I just, uh, I read a lot of film books leading up to it and tried to figure out how to do any of this. And um I, when we started that morning, I looked at my friends who were also the actors, and I said, you guys, I don't know what I'm doing right now, so just (laughs) go with it, and we'll figure it out, and if you have ideas, please tell me, (laughs) because I don't know what's happening, and they were so cool and so great, and just went with it and worked really hard, and so we started, we started on Saturday at 9 a.m., And we worked pretty much all day to, we took a, we took breaks. We'd had plenty of coffee breaks and lunch breaks. And I bought everyone pizza Um, and we worked until around six. This was in, in May. So the days were really long and there were these big giant windows in this room and we needed, we had to stop for two hours because I needed the dark I needed it dark outside because one, one episode is at night. So we took this two-hour break and just hung out for a while because we, were, we could have kept working and doing more other shows or other episodes, but we were just brain dead and exhausted. So we had a, a nice little siesta hour, and uh, then we shot the night episode, and then we came back the next day and worked from 9 to maybe 3 or 4. Um, And just, there were surprisingly not many issues because everyone was so gung-ho and really generous with their time and able to just, oh, here's a problem, let's, we'll do this instead, it's fine. Um, And it was kind of incredible how uh, smooth it went and I still can't believe that it happened so easily.
2: Amazing. Amazing. Well, you have certainly um, you have certainly empowered me this morning. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have certainly empowered me this morning because, um, yeah, I've been. I think I've been kind of standing in my own way by trying to figure it out first instead of just fig- it, it, taking the action and self-correcting as I go forward.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Exactly exactly
1: yeah you know there's I mean there's a difference between like doing a web series and working for like HBO but you know it's it's so there's so much at your disposable so many resources that there's no reason if you have an idea for a project and if you have an idea of like something you want to try doing there is no reason in 2017 that you can't do it right and I think it's exactly. And yeah. technology
0: makes it really easy to do a lot of things. I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we're in different. We're in different parts of the world. I'm in London. You're in America. We're here in a virtual cafe, having um, having coffee and talking. I'm sure, like 20, 30 years ago, that would have been impossible. Oh, yeah. absolutely.
2: <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Because, yeah, 30 years ago, um, let me think, 30 years ago, I don't even really, we we weren't really solid on even just cell phone technology. You know, the cell phone was like the size of a house phone and we just had those, (laughs) yeah, those little beeper things. (laughs) Yeah so but thank you because like yeah you have certainly empowered me and it's an amazing thing for me because I spend most of my days empowering other people so anytime I come across somebody who can actually empower me I'm always grateful and excited
1: oh good yeah
0: so Jamie I'm quite interested though so what is the feedback you know for your um, how many so each episode how long is each of them and what has been the feedback been so far
1: Uh, Each episode is about three to four minutes. I tried to keep them short because I figured uh, it would be easier to write and produce. And also, I think the younger generation has very low attention spans. So (laughs) I tried to keep them short so people would be willing to watch them. Um, The feedback has been good. We have not gotten as much traffic as I would have hoped, but... Again, like i did I didn't hire like a a marketing company to do anything for me. I printed postcards and I have a Twitter account for the show so it's that's something I'm still learning about and trying to figure out how to promote more and get people engaged enough to watch it and see it um, but yeah, I don't know it's been we got written up in Broadway World, which was really nice of them awesome. um, and I don't know it's uh it's been a real learning experience in a lot of ways for me because I have no idea of anything about marketing and PR.
2: So I don't know. Well, I will, I'm definitely going to, I'm going to go watch it myself and definitely going to tell my daughter to go watch it because like I said, she is, she's actually just gotten, um, Cast in a web series here in Atlanta, so I don't know how that's gonna work out, but I'm definitely going to tell her she needs to come check out your web series. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. On well, I
0: guess from a marketing point of view, um, it's no different, you know, to any top, you know, sort of marketing, um, because, you know, there's skills that you can't learn, you know, from one and the skills there are transferable to anything, you know, so uh, Marilyn, you know, your books, how do you promote them? Maybe, you know, Jamie and I can learn something from you in terms of marketing and promoting and, you know, just getting more people to, you know, be aware because I guess with, you know, online things, you know, the barrier to entry is quite little because it's literally all somebody has to do is click play. You know, there are no charges, no restrictions. It's not like TV, you know, where you have to wait a certain time or be at home. You know, those sort of, you know, barriers, you know, have been removed with, um, you know, play on demand. So how have you been marketing your books that maybe, you know, we could both
2: pick up an idea or two from you? Uh, Marketing marketing for me, especially social media marketing, because marketing and then social media marketing, those are really like two different arenas. But marketing, social media marketing for me has always been um, like a breeze. It's the easy, it's the absolute easiest thing for me to do. And I didn't realize it until maybe a few months ago um, that you know, people in my circle, people who follow me, people who pay attention to me actually consider me like a social media marketing guru. But I don't consider myself a guru. I just know how to, um, I know what gets people's attention, right? And so I just learned, uh, I'm going to give you an example. Um, maybe five years ago, I started I started the Facebook page Motivationally meet. I started that page, maybe longer, maybe six or seven years ago, but I started that page on a Friday, and I started it with a post that I knew would cause controversy, so I started the page with a post of a, and it had a a spiritual connotation to it, but I started the post, and the post was a scripture, but the scripture was... Sit nestled next to a woman that had on a halter top, a mini skirt, fishnet stockings, and stilettos. By Monday morning, we're talking from scratch. I started on Friday. By Monday morning, I had eight thousand followers because of that woman. Wow. One. 8,000 followers because of that one post. Wow. Two million people viewed that one post and it just kept getting shared and shared and shared. And so from that, it was obvious. And this was my first time ever dealing with Facebook or any social media. But from that one post, it was obvious to me that people like to on Facebook, on social media, they like things that generate conversation. So when I'm, promoting anything when i'm promoting a speaking event when i'm promoting a coaching course when i'm promoting a book when i'm promoting anything i always try to make sure that maybe 80 percent of my followers are just going to eat it up but that 20 percent they're going to share it they're going to comment on it because they disagree with it and so there's this there's this I'm saying balance. I know 80, 20 is not balanced, but there's kind of like this dance that you have to do to make sure you're, um, catering to, you know, your, your audience, but it has to be all of your audience. It has to be the people who are following you because they almost kind of really don't like what you do. It's like, oh my God, it's so horrible, but I can't look away. So I try (laughs) You know, I try. So I make sure that in all of my posts, especially when I'm trying to tell something, I make sure that there's something in there that that twenty percent is is gonna stir them up. So they're gonna say, "Hey," they're gonna send it to all their friends and say, "Hey, what do you think about this?" And what do you? And chances are, at least I'm gonna say. of the people that they're inviting to dislike it is going to like it. And so I get to add those 15% now to my 80% that already likes it. So I I like to keep a little bit of, of a hornet's nest stared up when it comes to marketing because people don't realize it, but the people that dislike your stuff actually draw people to it that will like it. So I don't know I don't know if that makes sense but that is it like does. My, It does. It does. But can my, I ask you a quick question? Yes.
0: Hello. So okay now so you said when you created your Facebook page and you put that post and you said you put that on a Friday and by Monday you had over 8,000 was
2: it views or comments or something like that? No no no. I had I had 8,000 people had followed the page. I had 8,000 likes. Ah. people had liked my page okay cool quick question now so when you did it
0: when you first wrote the page did you um invite anyone did you tag anyone did you invite anyone from your friends for them to see it did you do anything at all whatsoever or did you just put the post and not tell anyone in your personal
2: facebook pay no, 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 no. profile yeah. yeah i definitely invited I definitely invited people that I knew because re- now I didn't have a community of my own. I didn't have a tribe or a following of my own because it, this was literally, I didn't even really know what Facebook was. I went on Facebook because I was in a sociology class in school and Facebook was the assignment. Okay. So I, so I didn't even go on Facebook to build. Uh, so every everything that I'm doing right now is a result of building that page. So I did invite people that I knew like, okay, Oh, I went to school with, you know, so-and-so let me invite them. Uh, So maybe 20 people, I might've invited 20 people, but I used a photo that was, that was already tagged to people that have followers. So the right. photo, okay
0: that makes sense.
2: Yeah. So the photo that I used there, there's a there's a group of graphic designers. So I you I went to their page and used one of their pictures. And and so it already it may have had it may have already had let's say 250 people tagged to it. It wasn't this exuberant number. It was maybe 250 okay. people, but it was enough that it began to draw people to my page. Right. So you had a catalyst, basically, not that it was completely from scratch. Right. Well, mm-hmm. and the page was from scratch, but that yeah, particular yeah, yeah. post, that particular post. You know,
0: it had a catalyst. Oh, it had a right. catalyst. Because I do know that Facebook, yeah, you know, that's how they make their millions because they don't like um if you just write something and put it, assume you have um Like I think on my Facebook page, I've got two Facebook pages and one of them, I've got about 400 and something people. And when I just put a post, you know, organically without doing any um, active promotion, any active sharing, just organically, you might have one or two views just for writing the post. They don't automatically just put it in the feed of everybody that you know is a follower to your um, you know to your page so you're not going to automatically be seen by so the number of followers you have does not equate to the number of views that your post you know get so it needs a little bit of work for you to get to you know to see for it to be seen My by and that's basically where your catalyst has come from Okay, and then you used controversy, so you needed a catalyst, and then you used controversy, and that was like putting um, kerosene or petrol on a flame, and then it just went
2: boom. And it just went boom. Now, I actually just shut that page down. So, my the, <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I unpublished it, because now, with what I know now, the task for me now is to see if I can duplicate that just with my knowledge just with my own skills okay wow and have you been able to duplicate it well I haven't started and I haven't you know I haven't I haven't come up with what I actually want to um, I don't want to do it with my existing company and the reason that I don't want to do it is because I'm actually really okay with um just the people who come to me for services for coaching for publishing you know for writing articles i'm actually okay with just those followers on the the pages that i have now so when i create this new facebook page it will be for the purpose of seeing what my global reach can be outside of my community so i don't want to use my business pages that i have now because what i do it's very um, it's very niched down like I don't need millions of followers I, cause I can't coach a million people so I don't need a million followers on my coaching page You know I don't I can't publish a million books so I don't need that many followers on On, on my publishing page I keep that kind of very intimate and that works for me So I have a I'm also on Twitter but this is what I do on Twitter This is what I do on Twitter. When I'm getting ready to promote a book, I just put one word that has to do with the book. Literally every day for like eight weeks, I will just go on Twitter. Let's say the topic of the book is love. I will literally go on Twitter and for eight weeks, just type that one word, love, period. And people start following me. So once I get their attention, then I start promoting the book. Wow. That that sounds that sounds quite interesting. And
0: so, do people ever ask? So, when you put love, do people ever ask you about it, or do you put the link to the book, or what exactly do you do? Do you put any hashtags, or do you just just
2: type in love and that's it? Love period, and that that is enough to generate um, to get the wheels turning. Like, okay, why does she keep putting this? Like, why? So people don't start sending me direct messages once i start getting direct messages i know i have their attention right so then i'll start actually talking about the book because now i know y'all are watching
1: wow that's really a great idea
2: so i don't don't believe in wasting like i don't waste social media energy i have spent a, a, a a lot of years really narrowing it down to what do the people pay attention to. And I have quite a few clients who tell me like, I know that you're not a social media um, coach or you don't do social media managing, but when we work with you, our social media goes crazy. So like, why don't you just, why don't you do something to just teach this? Well, I don't have a desire to just teach this. (laughs) It's not, I don't have a desire. This is kind of like my own personal challenge, me, Marilyn against social media. So I don't have a desire to teach it, but I do share the information with my clients and with my audiences. That's great.
0: No, that's, 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 that's quite amazing. So Jamie, now, you know, just going from what uh, Marilyn has said, how would you, you know, would you, would you create a bit of controversy when promoting your series, um, you know, to get more viewers? Uh,
1: I don't know. I don't know what controversy. Tell me, what's your series
0: about? I think we never asked that from the beginning.
1: It's about, like, the backstage crew in a theater. Um and just like the the silliness and the antics that go on backstage um and i think i don't know what what controversy or what scandal we could create um marilyn what do you think i think
2: that excuse me i think that just by just that the nature of um what you're already doing like i think you may be already accomplishing that part because you mentioned earlier on that um you you guys have a lot of pictures and and things of um quote i don't know if you use the word vulgar vulgar or hideous um things to catch people's attention when you were making your gun phone your gofundme page those are the kind of things that I would use because this is the thing people expect people expect peace and love and harmony and (coughs) excuse me they don't expect me based on who they know me to be to post something on social media that is a depiction of a prostitute they don't expect that from me so it kind of you know it stirs up the well she's this and can you believe she did this and can you believe she said that so a lot of what is um controversial for me is just based on who my audience who they expect me to show up as and if i deviate from that just a little bit that's enough to get them started but it sounds like based on what jamie's show is about they're kind of, they're kind of already pushing the envelope a little bit, so to speak. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, we have one of our episodes is about, uh, someone slips Viagra into someone else's Gatorade. So I guess like, maybe that's a controversial yeah. situation. Yeah. I guess I could push a little more.
2: Yeah. Push a little more. Cause that is, that really is, that's a, that's a joke and it is taken as a joke um but push it i mean push it in a push think of something that that would make you if you were watching the show and you saw this it would kind of make you do a double double take like did they really do that did they really say that so think of what what would make you kind of turn away and look back again
1: yeah yeah yeah
2: you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah
0: great Okay, well, I guess, you know, the two of you, you know, you see, but that's the thing, though, about color uh, collaborations and, you know, and talking to people, because everybody has different skills that they can bring. Um, you know, to a, couple, a collaboration and, you know, a partnership, you know, because, you know, Jamie, you've done it. And then, you know, Marilyn is like, oh, my God, you know, you've inspired me. But then Marilyn has also inspired me because, you know, she knows a bit about marketing. And so sometimes, you know, working in a partnership can actually be great if the two people are actually quite hardworking and invested because then
2: you've, you've got, you know, different skills that you can bring into it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, Collaboration is like king. (laughs) Collaboration is king, you know, but like you said, when everybody comes to the table and is willing to to give, you know, the truth, their truth. You know what I'm saying? Not to come to the table and not be willing to say, hey, I'm telling you, this really works. You know what I mean? As opposed to, well, I'm just going to give them this little piece because I don't want them to be as successful as me. So I, you know, so just like Jamie, she's, Put it all out there. And I'm telling you guys like the real truth. This is how I do it. So when everybody comes to the table and is willing to give like the absolute truth of what they do and who they are, collaboration, I mean, collaboration takes you to the Oscar stage and to the Grammy stage and to, you know, like that's the beauty of collaboration in any arena.
0: Wow. Perfect. Perfect. So let's say, you know, the both of you, you know, you've met up, you know, and you think, you know what, Jamie has done, you know, this web series, you know, she's learned a lot of things, you know, from it. And, you know, Marilyn you know a little bit more about, you know, marketing. And you're like, you know what, Jamie, well, let's partner up. Let's do, you know, another web series on a documentaries or one of my books or one of Jamie's books. And let's get the ball rolling, right? So the two of you, you sat down. Right. So tell me 10 things that you will do. No, actually, I think 10 things is quite simple. So this is for the both of you, and you're gonna sort of do it. So Jamie, you're gonna tell me 10 things that you're going to do, and you know, Marilyn, you're gonna tell me 10 things that you're gonna do, just so that I can learn from the both of you what you would do. You know, so Jamie, you're gonna tell me based on your experience from what you've learned, and then Marilyn, you're gonna tell me based on your experience, the marketing side. So let's say you guys have this amazing idea for a show that you wanna do as a web series, um, so, you know, Jamie, you've got experience with crowdfunding, you know, getting people together, actually doing the shooting, you know, and then, you know, Marilyn, you're going to so say you're going to do the pre-stuff, and then Marilyn's going to do the post-stuff. So, Jamie, start off 10 things from you that you would do if you were starting a new one, and then, Marilyn, you'll tell me ten things as well.
1: Uh, let's see. Number one, uh, crowdfund for more money and crowdfund harder. Um, number two... Hire a director um, who is better than me. Uh, number three, uh, let's see, uh, budget enough to pay actors and crew. Um, number four, um, let's see, uh, number four, simplify without losing. What is important about it? Um, Number five, was that number five? Number six, um, I lost count. Um, Let's see, what else? Um, Use a better editing program. (laughs) Um, Number seven, uh, uh, hire an actual crew and not just beg your friends to do it. Number eight, let's see, um, push, find someone like Marilyn who is better at marketing and social media um, to take over that aspect. Um, Number nine, um, budget a lot more for social media and for marketing. And number 10, um, have more fun.
0: Fabulous. Now, see before we even go to Marilyn, this seems to be the key thing in everything that you've said has come down to money and that's, you know, in your, um, you know, that's going to become, you know, in your crowdfunding, you know, stage. So how do you then decide, you know, how much you would like to raise? Um, How do you make sure that you get, you know, you meet your target or as close to your target or or better still, you know, you exceed your target um, and when you were talking about editing equipment, which one did you use? What editing equipment did you use um, or what editing software did you use? And, you know, what was it that you liked about it? What didn't you like about it? And what one would you use next time, which is put put a better one? And what are the advantages and disadvantages of those ones, if you do know?
1: Um, let's see. So for for crowdfunding, I would... And I think this is where having a social media partnership would come in very handy because uh, I think there's more pushing and more uh, just getting the word out about it initially, um, which I should have been better at this time around. And I was learning literally every day, so I I didn't know. Um, But I think, uh, I don't know. I think it depends on what the project would be as to how much we need because it could be that we need a PA and a camera person and that's it. It could be that we need a crew of 10. It could, like, it depends on what we need and what the project is and what the scope we're looking for is. Um, because with with Going Dark, especially, uh, because we barely had any money, I my philosophy was less is more. Like, the less we need, the less we can do with, it's, it'll be better. Um, the less we have to deal with, it's easier. Um, as far as editing equipment, Um, I used iMovie um, because I had it, and it was free, and I'm pretty good at it. I'm pretty quick with it. Um, It's not a great program, though. There are much better ones, and what I would use is Final Cut um, just because it's got such a good reputation, and that's what uh, a lot of more professional people use.
0: Fabulous. Fabulous. That sounds amazing. So, over to you, Marilyn. So, you know, um, Jamie has said, you know, at the beginning when they're doing the, you know, the crowdfunding side, that's where you're going to come in. So, you're going to be there at the
2: pre-pre-stage and then the post-stage. So, how would you do it? The first thing that I would do is I would get a brand strategist involved so that we could solidify the authenticity of the brand, making sure that the words and the actions match. That's number one, so that you don't confuse your audience and the, and the people that are looking for what you have to offer, they know how to find you. So that's the first thing that I would do. I would definitely bring in a social media manager as well um, because social media is, it's really busy work, but it's necessary work. And so I would bring in a social media manager actually to sit with the brand strategist and so to come up with a, with a plan for how the social media is going to flow to make sure that the, this particular brand is showing up in the places where it needs to show up and that would mean incorporating um, Facebook ads so that would be my number three is incorporating Facebook ads my number my number uh, my number four would be custom social media framing so I would get a graphic designer to actually, Again, tap in and communicate with the brand strategies to come up with um, custom frames for Facebook, for Twitter, for Instagram, for LinkedIn, um, to customize them so that nobody else quite has that same thing so that people get used to when they see that they know they know that it's for this web series. They know exact. They don't even have to see words. They can just see that, and they know exactly what it's for. I would have um, cast members use Twitter and Instagram video, short, snippy live videos. People love reality. They love anything that's reality. That's why reality TV is so strong and so short snippets of. The people who are actually in the series on Twitter. I mean, yeah, on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram is the best on Twitter and Instagram. Um, through you know, throughout the day, uh, maybe maybe four or five times a day, just little thirty-second snippets. I would do press releases that would be video, video press releases. I would make. I would um, engage some writers. I would engage some contributors from uh, the Huffington Post and you know, whatever other uh, magazines that we have already sat down and decided these are the group of people that we're targeting. So whether it would be um, um, writing a press release on uh, Huffington Post or on uh, some of the other, Red Red Book Online or whatever some of the online platforms because it's an online platform. So you definitely want to engage people in every way via something that can just technically just pop up if they're on Amazon it can just pop up if they're anywhere they are that there's the potential for this thing to just pop up and engage them Um, I would uh, I would definitely um, be purchasing books and a lot of people miss that step I would definitely be purchasing books that would be giving me more insight into what the the more up-to-date um, are in via you know the marketing what what else can I do like what's the newest thing that's out and th- these books come out on the regular and my, my number 10 is um, anybody who would be engaged in the campaign would have to would have to have Professional headshots. Professional headshots where every what everyone is wearing in their pictures coincides with whatever the brand wants to reflect.
1: Oh, that's a neat idea.
2: That's my ten. Wow. Just sitting on the floor now, like, wow.
1: How am <laughs> I have these
0: amazing women on my shoe today. I just need to keep stressing, it's International Day of the Girl or what is it called, International Day of the Girl. And I'm just literally being blown over by these amazing women. And see right, my my, my sore throat is going. Because when you're having <laughs> phenomenal conversation right, it's like the drums in your throat be like, you know what right, we can't be, we can't be hampering this woman's progress today you know, she needs to communicate properly.
2: <clears throat> Amen. Man,
0: right. <laughs> I'm just like seriously. I'm just blown on the floor. I'm literally sitting on the floor because I don't even know what to say. Because you guys are just phenomenal. Wow, I'm
1: it's, it's I'm kind of floored it's too. Been, I mean, awesome hour. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, what did you say, Jamie? Uh, I'm I'm also like floored right now because everything that that Marilyn was just saying about social media and branding and strategy, like that's I. I mean, I said I have no experience, but I have no experience doing that. And that's <laughs> like, that's just like really great. That's so great. That was so great to hear. And thank you so much for sharing that with me.
2: My pleasure. My and if you, pleasure.
0: Guys, if you guys do color, collaborate in the future, please give me a shout out and say, we met on the Shaggy Lala Salami show. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm really, I'm truly, truly, I'm just truly, blown away. And I think I'm going to sit back later and listen to all of the things that you've said again, you know, because, yeah, you guys you guys are just really amazing. Because I'm hoping that at some point next year, I would start a TV network. And, you know, it's just, you know, because I know that, you know, um, it was Will Nona and JD, they tend to come to my show quite a lot. They're part of the And I Thought Ladies. And it was quite amazing, you know, when they said that, um, you know, they shoot their series, you know, using their smartphone. And I'm thinking if they can shoot their series with their smartphone, you know, anyone can do it. And then, you know, I've got a DSLR, you know, lying somewhere. And then you said you've used your DSLR, you know, to shoot your series. So, you know, because the sky's the limit, I think, you know, there are no more limitations. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. I think we just proved that today. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. But, you know, I think I'm going to go get a hot drink now, so I'm going to have to kick you guys out. Okay.
2: <laughs> I know. That's fine. Take I, care of yourself. Take care of yourself, my um, dear. But before
0: I kick you guys out, I'm not completely that mean. I'm not that mean. Um, if people want to connect with you, um, you know, Jamie, you can go first because J. comes before M. You know, I'm try- I try to be fair. Uh, how can they, you know, do you have a, what's your website called? What's your series called again? You know, how do people connect with you? Are you on Twitter? What's your Twitter
1: handle? You know the drill. Uh, my web series is at youtube.com slash going dark web series. Uh, and my Twitter is at J A A A I M E R S. James. Uh, I'm also at jamiemac.com, J A I M E M A C dot com.
0: Hey Fabulous. Um and how about you,
2: Marilyn? I am most often on social media. That's where that's where you can normally find me. And you can just, you know, Dr. Marilyn E. Porter or my um my business page is the Scatterbrain Genius Coach my website is www.thescatterbrainedgenius and my twitter handle is thesbgcoach
0: fabulous well it's been an amazing pleasure having you both on the show and i hope that when you guys go on to do amazing things in the future you'll come back and tell us how you've been you know how you've been getting on Thank you so much
2: for having us. Yes, we I, definitely it has is it, it has been a blessing to me, like yeah. I said it's it's not normal for it. I don't normally get empowered. I'm normally doing the empowering, but this has empowered me. I'm like excited. I'm like, okay, yeah <laughs> let's
0: it. No, that's, that's, that's great. Now let me see if I can get a little human to say bye to everyone. Are you gonna say bye? Come say bye. She's gone shy now. Come say bye. Come say bye, aunties, and bye bye Bye. everyone. Oh, yeah, today now. Okay, right. Okay, you're going to say bye, aunties. Bye, aunties. Bye, everyone.
2: Bye, everyone.
0: (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, until next time, everyone. It's been the Shakilala Salami Show. And I hope to see you all again next week. And fingers crossed, my throat will be better next week. I hope, I say, because it seems like we'll be doing this dance every week for the last God knows how long. But then until next week, it's the Shakilala Salami Show. Bye now.